You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with host Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9, exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood and a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the hosts, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's Peanut Butter and Jams. It's peanut butter and jams. Yes, and I am one of your hosts, Jordy, and with me, as usual, is Brenda. Well, she wasn't here last week, but mm-hmm. uh, you are saved from Burger Rants. I missed the Burger Rants. You, you should listen to the podcast. I will listen to the podcast. Um, yeah, all our shows are podcast. If you are ever interested in listening to any of the old episodes um, of our show or any other CITR show, um, you can check out... Uh, the CITR website, which is relative, has some relatively new looks, and um, there's some backend changes that means that we will n- never forget a podcast again. It's really, it's much easier for us to podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I know in the past, people have complained that we didn't put a podcast up promptly. We have been somewhat poor at it, but never again. Never again, and we can actually resurrect some of those old podcasts with our new site as well. Yeah. So there may be some new content new surprises and the new site is searchable yeah it's great so you can go find all the old episodes mm-hmm. you want to find the one with um child chef slash genius you can you can look that up oh yeah i missed that one too that was a good one he was he was great he was very precocious uh so good so good so what are we going to talk about today jordy um, today we have um, a discussion that was going to be kind of themed around the BC Beer Awards, um, where uh, we have two people coming on the show. Brenda, who's coming on the show? Well, we've got Danny Seaton, who is a brewer, mm-hmm. uh, Parallel 49, I believe. And then we have the first Cicerone in Canada, and his name is... Uh, one second, wait for it. <laughs> I know the answer. But His I'm name is Chester too. Carey, and he, yeah, he was the first Cicerone in Canada, so we can ask him all about that. Yeah, so um, if you don't know what a Cicerone is, it's like a sommelier, but with beer. Mm-hmm. And a different language, maybe? Might be the same language. Actually, that, they both sound kind of Italian y. They do. But I think sommelier is French. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. May- we'll ask him. We will ask him. Uh, first, we're going to play a song by the by artist the Knife Pleats, Knife um, Pleats. which if you are a fan of Rose Melberg or her previous projects, um, you, you might be interested in that in this band because she's in it. Um, if you also just like some of the other people in the band because they're cool people, um, maybe maybe you'll be interested in it too. It's a little rockier than Rose's like solo stuff, uh, which I like because... I like rockier stuff more than, more than a, that sort of sleepy, mm-hmm. singer songwriter stuff. Not that hers was bad. Pop. It was good. Really but. good sleepy pop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna play track three, which is, chiming of bells. Chiming of bells. Off of their some. their first album, Hat Bark Beach.
Alternate Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. Profiling music and musicians take the root of positive action over apathy. But what if I'm right? The debut album by Revered releases on November 4th along with the spectacle of a show at the Fox Cabaret. Come celebrate composer and frontman Emmett Hall's musical indulgence into a pseudo-new-wave prog rock catharsis of ego, an effigy to be truly revered. Doors at 7.30, tickets are $5. Visit revered.bandcamp.com for more. Every day I know, everything will go the length I'm willing to admit. Canadian federal election is coming up on October 19th. It's important that you get registered in order to vote. To register, or check if you're already registered, you can visit the Elections Canada website at www.elections.ca. 
We also have lots of information for voters, including necessary ID, writing information, and the location of Elections Canada offices. If you're registered, you should receive a voter information card by mail telling you when and where to vote. You can also use the online voter information service. You can vote on election day at your designated polling station, on advanced polling days between October 9th and October 12th, at any Elections Canada office, or by mail. Elections Canada offices are now open seven days a week. To vote by mail, you need to apply by October 13th, online, by mail, or at any Elections Canada office. Remember, get informed, register, and vote by October 19th.
naked dog called Tripod And he's widowed every pair of socks I got Gonna thumb my way out west To the Topanga Canyon beard growing contest With the whole lot I can smell a liar like a jackass Can smell water in the hole Better watch out for your soul Say I don't know 
Liveband.com is Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. New shows are added daily by the city's most active promoters, musicians, and by the driving force of the music scene, the fans. Liveband.com's listings are different because they are integrated with profiles updated by bands and business owners. When you join Balloon Club, we guarantee that you will be able to make a balloon poodle within the first day. Here at the UBC Ant Club, we just like to talk about ants and compare ant farms. Uh, it's really cool. Paperclip Club is all about, well, paperclips mostly. At Blah Club, you can blah blah, blah 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 blah. Explosions. There's only one club worth joining at UBC, and that's CITR 101.9 FM. We got free tickets to shows, whirly pops, professional help, and all types of audio engineering, passes to festivals, crazy parties, live band swag. All types of crazy people. Our programming manager rides a motorcycle. There's freestyle rapping, Nardwar, the human serviette, the vinyl and record libraries, Discorder magazine, free studio recording, and it sure beats the hell out of Paperclip Club, which is a thing that I just made up because I work at CITR. So come check us out on the top floor of the Student Union building. We got all types of crazy shit for you to do. Or check us out online at www.citr.ca. Hello, we're back on the air. I'm here with my co-host, Jordy. And uh, we have a special guest, and I'm going to just check and see if we can hear him properly. Is Chester there? Or Danny? Chester or Danny? I'm here. I'm getting a lot of feedback from me. We're getting a lot of feedback. Uh, so All I'm hearing I... is basically feedback. Yeah. Yeah, we can hear it too. You must sound like a robot. Uh, I'm sorry about this. Uh, we're going to try dropping the call and putting some more music on. We'll give you a call from one of our cell phones and try to work out what's going on. Okay. Okay, thanks so much. Okay, so we're gonna play another song after a couple ads. Hidden City Records presents Data Plan, Summering, and Aura Kogan live in the Planetarium October 22nd. An evening of incredible psychedelic art rock and psych folk featuring large scale celestial projections choreographed by guest video artists Matt Crisco, Jared Brandel, Mohammed Ali Sharar, and Colin Elder. Located at HR McMillan Space Center. Tickets available at eventbrite.ca, Zulu, Redcat, and Dandelion Records. Doors at 8. CITR presents The Internet, a modern soul collective straight out of LA, featuring Sid the Kid and Matt Martians. Catch them Saturday, October 31st at the Alexander Gastown. Tickets available at Red Cat, Zulu, Beat Street, Dipped, and TimmerConcerts.com. Whoever said money can't buy you friends obviously wasn't a member at CITR. 
When you become a member, you get the Friends of CITR card with incredible discounts in the Main Street area at Antisocial Skateboard Shop, Devil May Wear, Lucky's Comics, Neptune Records, RX Comics, Red Cat Records, the Regional Assembly of Text, the Wallflower Modern Diner, and Woo Vintage Clothing. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to citr.ca. CITR presents The Internet, a modern soul collective straight out of LA, featuring Sid the Kid and Matt Martians. Catch them Saturday, October 31st at the Alexander Gastown. Tickets available at Red Cat, Zulu, Beat Street, Dipped, and TimberConcerts.com. Discorder Magazine has been supporting local music for over 30 years. Thanks to the long-term support of the Rickshaw Theatre, Discorder lives. Your favorite bands are playing at the Rickshaw Theatre. Check out their calendar just behind the cover of Discorder Magazine or at rickshawtheatre.com. Music that spans Eric Sadie's Musique d'Emblouement to Lawrence English's dense electronic drones and nomadic streams, Vancouver New Music's 2015 Festival of Ambient Music. Nomadic Streams runs from October 22nd to 24th. For more information, visit newmusic.org. Uh, hi, listeners. Um, I'm sorry we're playing so many ads. We're having some technical difficulties with our phone lines and our CD player. Uh, but uh, we are going to switch over to Sam, which is the computer terminal, and play music off of that because that seems to be working just fine right now. Um, you are listening to Peter Butter and Jams. Uh, we were going to do an interview with uh, two people from BC Beer Awards, but the phone lines are having trouble right now. So we are going to have to postpone or cancel that interview. Um, but we have some other things that we can talk about on the show. I I could talk about Clamato Juice. Yeah, well, let's talk a bit about the event. Yeah, let's, we can still talk about the BC Beer Awards. Uh, we, we are going to go to the BC Beer Awards. We are. And uh, what is the BC Beer Awards, Brenda? So the BC Beer Awards is a signature event of BC Craft Beer Month. And it's at the Croatian Cultural Center on August. October 24th mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great event I went a few years ago and all the different breweries have little tables and they have samples and casks special mm-hmm. cask beers that are unique to the event and um, I'm not sure if Stephen Quinn is hosting again but he was hosting the awards and they gave out a ton I of awards I think I saw that he was hosting again this year when I was looking at the event description this year, um, so uh, on the coast, Stephen Quinn. Mm-hmm. And uh, are there still tickets available? I believe there are. So you can go to bcbeerawards.com. Um, there are 
78 breweries that are going to be there and 580 beers that were judged. And unfortunately, we didn't get to talk to uh, Chester Carey, who runs the judging portion of the event. Um, but I think there's 20 to 30 judges and they test every single beer. I don't think each one... Uh, there's diff- there's 20 different categories, so I assume that some of them specialize in different areas. They might. Some of them judge the best new ale, the best Still, new... Still, that's a lot of beer. I'm not sure. The best new IPA. There's there's a lot of different beer styles that... Um, that it, with 20 different awards, there's a lot that people could could, uh, could go along with um, beer-wise. And uh, I think it's really great that this is happening in BC. I think that BC is one of the more exciting places for beer in the world right now. And... Um, I'm glad that I, I'm looking forward to the event a lot, and I hope that listeners are too. You want to go? You want to go get tickets? Yeah, I think I think you should. Uh, also, the Brewers Challenge this year is the sour beer, so hopefully for those of you that love sours, and I love sours, so I'm really excited to go and taste a lot of sour beers at this event. Hmm. Hmm. Um, great. So maybe we'll get our digital recorder and record an interview with Chester and Danny for you at the event itself. Yeah, we'll give that a shot. We will. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh-huh. maybe I should talk a bit about, I went to a Oktoberfest put on by Bose Brewery in Ontario. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it doesn't, it seems like Ottawa's hit a bit of the beer revolution that you talk about, but definitely I feel like Vancouver is definitely ahead in terms of number of breweries per city. I've heard it's difficult for breweries in Ontario to get the same sort of licensing to produce as they, as they do in BC. It's a little there's a little bit more liquor legislation in that regard that's trickier for them. Mm-hmm. They can open bars, but they they can't. It's but breweries are a little trickier. And the brewery lounges not an option. Um, it doesn't sound like it's. Uh, as prominent anyways it might be a trickier license to get i'm not sure what it is but i have been to ontario and i certainly didn't see the prominent brewery on every corner sort of thing well okay we're not we're not starbucks levels (laughs) yet but um there's uh there was definitely a lot more beers to drink in bc than there are in ontario even in a city that is as large as toronto it seemed like Mm -hmm. there wasn't that huge variety that that i've kind of grown used to in vancouver Mm-hmm. So this Oktoberfest that I went to was halfway between Ottawa and Montreal, and they bust everybody in school buses to this tiny town called Van Cleek Hill, and over the course of three days, there were 20,000 people at this event. That's a lot of school buses. A lot of school buses. Yeah, and they had a, they had a huge ring full of... They had bands, so Always was the... the the headliner is and it all vase or always uh, i think it's all vase okay i heard always but the, the reason the reason we're arguing is because the net band's name is spelled a l v v a w y s which is a way that they wanted to just i i and i wasn't sure if that was a typographic thing that was supposed to be pronounced like a w because the two v's next to each other looked like a w or? yeah well i'd heard people from bc pronouncing it always and then uh, the MCs from the stage were saying always. Oh, well, I presume the MCs would know more than a bunch of random people from BC. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
They also put out a uh, a beer with Tom Green, so they have the Tom Green Milk Stout. So he came to the festival and did Tom a, Green pull my finger. Tom Green. Yeah. Oh. He did a comedy set at the festival, and then they had this whole uh, ring that was dedicated to uh, feats of strength. And so they had a spouse carrying competition that you could register for earlier mm-hmm. the week earlier, and they had keg throwing competitions. So they had kegs full of beer. Was the spouse carrying competition a like a foot race or was it like who could, I, cause I think what would be most impressive is who could lift the biggest spouse in relation to their own weight. No, I, I don't think uh, they rated uh, weight ratios. I think you got so, whoever like, you I want to see a with. really tiny person li- like re- um, carry a really large person around on their shoulders. Yes, I think you could probably choose which spouse is on the top or the bottom. Well, that's I don't want to race. I just want I just want a, 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 a bench press. A bench press. Yeah. Nice. Well, they. Uh, I think you had to both wear helmets and. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure if it was at Oktoberfest. Not sure if it was based on. I missed them. They were earlier in the day. Not sure if it was based on speed or um, more of a, a jungle course. What are they called? Um, an obstacle course. Yeah, more of an obstacle course. Spoon, egg and spoon race, chicken fighting, that sort of thing. Exactly, human wheelbarrow. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, but yeah, watching these people hurl kegs full of beer was quite something. Oh. Kegs are heavy. I don't want to try and hurl one. No, but we were thinking uh, there isn't the same craft beer festival in BC. It would be seeing the popularity of that event and how many people went to it. I think there could be a real. I feel like BC's space. too uptight to do that. Really? Well, at least, yeah, yeah, I just do. Like, I, I think that like that sort of event would be fun. But it sounds like the like the RCMP or someone or like BC politicians or someone would just be like mm, sounds like they're a liability issue and not let it happen mm. and they'd be like mm, and then they'd adjust, throwing. adjust their collars or something and look up tight yeah make a sour face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well maybe we need to have it in maple ridge or the place <laughs> where they have rodeos maybe i i i don't think it would happen anywhere in bc <laughs> but I, I i like the idea of something that rowdy happening mm-hmm uh, so why don't we play a song, and then we'll come back and talk about. Oh, uh, we could talk about Uncle Abe's. Yeah, that's. Um, I have a, I have a great recommendation for your people who don't know what Uncle Abe's is. I I don't know what Uncle Abe's is, so I'm very excited. Okay. Oh, we should tell you what music we played earlier because we played a lot of music while we were fighting the phones. Uh, so we started off with Knife Pleats, Chiming of Bells by the album Hat Bark Beach. Mm-hmm. And then we played a... a Pointed Sticks. Pointed Sticks. Their new album. They've kind of mellowed a bit. They're a little bit less punky than mm-hmm. than before, but uh, I liked it. It sounded very polished. And then we heard Ben Rogers. A uh, song was called Panhandler off the Blood Red Yonder. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, pretty, uh, pretty good, pretty country-ish, if you're into that. But in a kind of a fun country sort of way as opposed to uh i don't know the the kind of dirt that is pop country these days um should you happen to have opinions on pop country uh but uh then we heard fine times uh this is off of their bad better ep and that was that song was called minerals and i believe we heard one more song after that brenda what did we what did you just cue up 
Um, I queued up Andrea's super sign, but I don't think we actually made that happen. No, that one was part of the technical difficulty problems. Um, there was a different song that you played on the computer. Mm, I think I just played ads. All right. I was about to play a song, and I will play that song now. Okay. Which is I Followed the Rules and I Got by Apollo Ghosts. I think it's I followed the rules and I got everything. I wanted to be a writer, but I couldn't write a word. I went to school. I went to school. One time I thought I would be a baseball player, but everybody was bigger than me on the field.
welcome back. You are listening to Peanut Butter and Jams. I am Jordy. And I am Brenda. And uh, I was promising to tell Brenda about Uncle Abe's. Uh, Jordy, what is Uncle Abe's? Do you remember a bar um, called the Rumpus Room Mm -hmm. that was unceremoniously shut down even though everybody loved it? Yes. So this happened probably about two years ago, a year and a half ago. It had deep fried pickles. It had deep fried pickles. It was it was like a set up like a poutine. It was open late. Like an like a basement uh, that you might have hung out in in your teen. Like your years. uncle's basement full of board games and yeah, old country cross country skis. Yeah, and it was just like kind of a fun place that you could go for a drink, and um, it was always busy. It was slammed. It was always super busy. Um, but the people who used to run the Rumpus Room uh, were um, excited to open a new bar, and so they spent some time trying to find a place, and they found a new space that's on Main Street, called, uh, which is called Uncle Abe's. It used to be a place called um, Just Desserts or... Some sort of it was some sort of dessert shop that um, didn't do that well. It went under, and Uncle Ames has opened there. Um, but what's kind of what I think is okay. So first of all, it's a pretty cool bar in that it's just it's basically just a bar. Um, Does it have skis? Is it same Uncle's basement? It has a it has that sort of Uncle's basement vibe, but it's different. It doesn't have all the board games. Um, smaller, uh, but it has a patio, mm-hmm. which. Um, is something that the Rumpus Room didn't really... Ha- the, the Rumpus Room had made attempts at having a patio, but it kind of felt like you were just sitting in a parking lot. She kind of were. There's still a patio full of pink flamingos. Yeah. I, th- I feel like um, Uncle Abe's actually has a patio because mm-hmm. um, there's actually like some... Like there's sidewalk and you're you're under an awning. Mm, nice. Um, anyhow, it's on Main Street near 14th um, across from Snackland. And it's a really great, like, just straight-up bar if you just, like, want to kill some time and hang out with your friends. Um, But also, it's a really good shawarma place um, because they've made this arrangement with the people who own Cafe Mitra, um, which, uh, if you live on Main Street, is this kind of shawarma place that's kind of a lunch place and kind of a late-night place for people who are too lazy to make their own food. where is that? It's also it's right next to it. They're okay. attached. There's a doorway in between them that you can just walk in between the two places, and you can go in, get shawarma, and then sit down and have a beer with your shawarma, or mm-hmm. you can sit down at the um, um, in Uncle Abe's, and a, a waitress will take an order for various um, dishes that are made by the people at Cafe Mitra. Some of which you can't actually get at Cafe Mitra, but they're making just for Uncle Abe's. For instance. Um, we had shawarma fries, which are super good. Um, they're like poutine, but like Middle Eastern poutine. So they have like hummus, tzatziki, and this kind of meatloaf gravy on them. Mm-hmm. And they're absolutely uh, – and oh, and chicken, like chicken shawarma hmm. uh, on them. And it, it's super good. I would, I would totally recommend getting them. They're good to split, me and Darcy, my wife. Uh, <laughs> um uh had both uh had had one and split it and i was uh, fairly full afterwards um but i think it's really cool that they have a bar that basically has formed it's two businesses that are operating together and i think that's really neat mm-hmm. it's like um how breweries have like food trucks that kind of glom onto them but to the next level like where 
they're in the same building and they work with each other. Do you, you look like you have a question. No, I'm just, uh, oh, okay. yeah, thinking about how much I enjoy these parasitical relationships. I think it's really cool that these sorts of things exist. Um, and I want more places to be like this, especially be, when it's places like bars that you don't really want to have a bar that like also has this like strong need for a kitchen. Mm-hmm. You kind of want the kitchen to be there if you want food, but you also don't – like sometimes you just don't want food. So it's nice to just have it there as like an optional functioning business that doesn't – you don't need to be in the bar having a drink to get the food. You can just go get the food, eat in the cafe part of things and wander off. Or you can go to the bar, just have a drink, not have food. Or you can do both. Mm-hmm. And then you get the benefits from the licensed and the, the unlicensed space. I think that it actually really helps Cafe Mitra too because they get a bunch of food sales that they probably wouldn't normally get because mm-hmm. these people would probably be getting – I don't know, wings or something at whatever some other bar is that's just trying to make the simplest food for people who are in the, in a bar and hungry. I went to this bar in Seattle and you could, they had the menus for the Mexican food restaurant across the street and you could call, you would call with your cell phone or you could just run across the street, but you would like call in your order and then 20 minutes later... They would let you know and you'd run across the street and get your food. That's really great, too. Yeah, same kind of deal. Yeah, I, I would like to I would like to uh, talk to people who've, who have this sort of like two business relationship about um, about how, how they set it up and how they decided to do this. So if you're listening, owner of Cafe Mitra or owner mm-hmm. of Uncle Abe's, get in touch with us. So now we kind of need a bar to move next to your shop. Oh, yeah. So that you can cut a secret tunnel or build an archway in between. That would be fun to have like a, like a some sort of lever that I could pull. A trap like, door or a bookcase. That yeah. Or like um, uh, the head, like the, uh, the some marble bust of some. Hmm. Yeah. Like Sherlock Holmes, maybe. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Anyhow, let's, let's play some music. Okay. Um, what do we have queued up? We have, oh boy, I can't remember. It's been that kind of show. <laughs> um, we have Destroyer queued up. Destroyer, yes. I'm sorry, Brenda. I didn't mean to put you in a spot there. <laughs> That's um, okay. It's called uh, Girl in a Sling, um, and it's off of Destroyer's new album, Poison Season. There we go. Thank you for rescuing me, Jordy. It's on a CD one. I mean, CD2. Two stars, three stars, the night sky above used to mean everything. Two horses in love, girl in a sling How come your eyes come In and out of focus in the park All alone, early spring Girl in a sling
I've been sifting through these remains for years, bitter tears, bitter pills. Oh, it sucks when there's nothing but gold in those hills. Girl, I know what you're going through. I'm going there too. Girl, I know what you're going through. I'm going there too. I've been sifting through these remains for years. Bitter tears, bitter pills. Oh, it sucks when there's nothing but gold in those hills. Girl, I know what you're going through. I'm going there too. Girl, I know what you're going through. I'm going there too. I'm going there too. coming on to say goodbye i hope you enjoyed our disaster of a show i hope you at least found some enjoyment anyways um make sure you stay tuned uh to citr for much better quality programming um including uh thunderbird radio hell with ben lai which is coming on in an hour um we we did forget to say something what's that that was very important to our country oh yes oh yes don't forget to vote Everybody, please, please, please go vote. Out. It's very important. Um, this is this is the, um, an election that a uh, change of government could actually happen in. So I think voting is a very important this time around. And even if your writing seems like it's already decided, uh, things change. It's never strange things never decided. happen. Get out there and vote. Do your best, and people people. Give up their lives to vote in other places. So it's really important that we participate in our own democracy. And if it's not working for us, that we work to change it. Anyways, so uh, www.electionscanada.ca. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. You're listening to CITR 101.9 broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. The Canadian Federal Election is coming up on October 19th. 